Welcome to the Are You Future Ready podcast. Are you curious about technology, innovation, and how you can stay ahead? Then you've come to the right place. In our series, we tap into the minds of people behind innovation. This podcast is brought to you by LR's Product Development and Innovation Center. Hi, I'm Linda Garib, Director of Brand and Communications at Walters Kluwer, based in New York City, and your host of the RU Future Ready podcast. Today, we'll talk about innovation, trends, and tips, and what you can do to become future ready with our guests, Giulietta Lamy, CEO of LR Italy and LR Software, joining us from Milan, Italy, and Vicente Sanchez, CEO of LR Spain and Portugal, joining us from Madrid, Spain today. Welcome to the podcast, Giulietta and Vicente. Thank you, Linda. I'm very glad to be here to be part of this uh, podcast. Thanks, Linda. It is a pleasure to be here and share our inspiring ideas with the audience. Great. Well, let's go ahead and get started. We have a lot to talk about. Um, take us back earlier in your career, Giulietta. Before joining the corporate sector, you studied law and were a practicing attorney. You were also collaborating with the chair of the criminal law at the University of Milan. Uh, tell us a bit about how your career aspirations evolved from there. Uh, after my degree, uh, I started to work in one uh, very famous uh, law firm in Milan with the clear idea to become a criminal lawyer, a lawyer expert in criminal law. Uh, I started to collaborate with the chair of criminal law at university and uh, uh, they offered me the opportunity to work for Voltes uh, Kluver uh, just for a stage for a period of time. Uh, they offered me to, uh, a project to develop the legal market for Voltes uh, Kluver in Italy. I was immediately attracted by this sector. I discovered a lot of opportunity in this sector and so I change completely my my career since that moment. Vicente, you studied uh, international law as your main focus, but had a soft spot for marketing. Uh, then you went on to consulting at KPMG, took on a CMO role along the way. Uh, tell us a bit about your thinking there and how your career evolved. Well, as you have mentioned, I have a bachelor in law and business and business administration at Universidad Pontificia Comillas. I studied here in Madrid and I, I am also postgraduated in private international law by the Hague Academy of International Law. So I started having my first connections with the Netherlands at that time. Then I went to KPMG and I started as a strategic consultant there for a couple of years and then I moved to a media conglomerate in Spain called Prisa Group and I worked for a very important newspaper in Spain called El País and then for the digital side of this newspaper called Prisa.com. As it happens normally at a certain point I decided to change. I was um, oh, I had been always involved in um, commercial and marketing topics and so I decided to move to Walter Scruber and I joined Walter Kluver as Chief Operating Officer, and then I, I held different positions in both in um, in Spain and also in Europe, in the concretely in region South at that time. And I had um, I was personally involved also with the um, with the French operations. It's been really I've been in the company for 15 years, and it's been really fruitful and an enriching experience for me. 
important is innovation in the legal sector? Yeah, well, I think the uh, that innovation is is the cornerstone of everything. I mean, today we need to have innovative ideas if we want to survive as a company. In this VUCA environment, it is really very difficult uh, to to survive unless you innovate. It is not possible to stop the world. And if we don't get ahead of the market, the only thing that will happen is that we will be left behind and disappear. This is a world that has become immediate and with uh, much less connections uh, to the brands. So it is necessary to integrate definitely innovation, its method, its processes, and its organization into our DNA to ensure not only our success, but also our future survival as a company. I fully agree with uh, Vicente. Innovation is uh, key in our uh, sector and uh, is uh, even more true now than uh, in uh, in the past. I think we are very lucky to work in a company that consider innovation so important and invest every year uh, in between 8 and 10 percent in uh, uh, innovation. Both of you um, oversee businesses in uh, several markets. Um, are there any innovations that address common challenges that you see uh, across different markets or, or sectors as you look over your business? As the um, the common the common challenges that we see across the different is the uh, there is uh, I would say all, uh, everywhere a needs of uh, efficiency and so uh, technology is uh, could be uh, an answer to help uh, customer across the different market segment or sector to find uh, a solution for the, for their. Uh, need of, uh, uh, of more uh, of more efficiency. I think we should differentiate between the common low countries, this, let's say the US, for example, or the UK, and the continental low countries. There are big differences there. I think the uh, system is completely different from a legal perspective. Jurisprudence has, hasn't got the same value. Precedents do not have the same value. So I think that um, these two blocks are completely different one from the other. But if, if we go to the continental block, uh, what we see is that sometimes we are obsessed in creating difference which do not exist at all. I think the uh, challenges are very similar for all these markets in general. They are related with, um, let's say, a technology, a state of the art introduction, digital transformation, document automation, artificial in intelligence and visual analytics. I think these type of things are in at, at the agenda of many of the legal companies across Europe. For example, I have a lot of experiences in France or in Portugal, and what you feel is with a slight differences because of course, you know, the let's say the sizing of the market is not the same for each of these markets. At the end, customer demand does not vary that much from one country to the other. And I would say that both for in-house lawyers or for attorneys working at a professional legal firm, I would say they are more or less demanding the same type of things. So they, they request from us the same type of solutions. And this is why today as a division, we are working to have a common framework and to have common solutions so that we can provide to our customers what they need. And we can provide these solutions in let's say, in the most efficient and, and effective way. And Julieta, in, in the recent study you conducted with the European Company Lawyers Association, uh, legal departments in a digital era, 
57% of the surveyed participants claimed to have a digital strategy, but only a third of them had a plan and only a third of those had a budget for uh, innovation and their digital strategy. Um, how do you think technology can help legal departments in these challenging times? But I think there is uh, the first answer that comes to my mind is that uh, in this period, uh, due to the uh, global pandemic, uh, a lot of people uh, have to uh, work from home. And we can Im only imagine how difficult it is to work without a proper uh, um, software and uh, a proper uh, digitalization of the content. Uh, everything is uh, almost impossible. So we think uh, we what we registered in this period is, a, of course, an increased interest in the uh, solution that can help uh, our customer in, uh, in, uh, in this. Uh, I, I have to say that uh, this uh, um, pandemic is uh, something that is not changing the, uh, the um, the trend that we see in the market is just accelerating, is just making some of the needs more urgent and you now give more pressure to, to this. And I think technology is in this, uh, especially in this period, is really you know, uh, very, very useful. Yeah, I would say I would say I would add uh, on top of what Julieta has mentioned. I would say that uh, the pandemic has been an earthquake. It has been a tsunami, eh? and I think that to a certain extent, before the pandemic, um, um, uh, the legal firms were obsessed with transformation, but not that obsessed. There was a, a little bit of a bubble or of a hype around transformation they wanted to feel that they were trans that they were transformed but at the end of the day the type of things they were doing were more or less similar to what they had always done i think that with the pandemic this has changed now they they have perceived that the world can change in a minute and they need to um take a different track and so th this is why what we're feeling now is that they're requesting new types of solutions uh, starting of course with the most evident solutions but now they are also considering other types of things so and i think this is good for our business and this is good for them of course as well yeah we we all know that um Although the innovation um, requires creativity and, and working closely with your customer to try to, to solve real problems, uh, the process is also very an important key ingredient to success when developing innovation. Um, when you think about developing successful innovations, what are some of the key steps that are essential from your perspective as you start to work with clients and, and look to create new solutions? Well, I would say different things. I think that the key messages about innovation on my side should be first that although innovation, as you were mentioning, is, is a natural process, I think useful innovation should be to some extent structured, channeled and focused. Uh, I think we tend to think that people are born innovative and that is not possible to encourage innovation in those who are not that innovative. This is not true at all. It is true, I think, that there are people, as in other fields, who have a much greater capacity to generate disruptive innovation. But I think that the process of innovation goes much further. Anyone can generate the seed of an innovative idea. And the really difficult thing for me is to channel that spark into a structured process capable of producing real and applicable results. I think learning this process, understanding the parameters to foster that spark, 
and channeling it, uh, sharing it and turning it into a, con a concrete project can be easily learned. This is the first thing I would I would say. The second thing I would say is that, um, as we were mentioning before, innovation has to become a part of our core if we want to strive as a business. That's a must. Uh, if we don't have innovation, we will die. This is clear. Also, and thirdly, I would say that not all innovations are breakthrough. There are also adaptive innovation, and I think this is also important to make the most of our business. I think that only one out of every 100 bright ideas can be disruptive, but many others can be adaptive. And this is crucial, in my opinion, because this adaptive innovation is often based on knowledge of a subject or a process. So I think that if we want to transform, not all innovation should be breakthrough innovations. And finally, my last idea would be that everyone should take part in the innovation process. This cannot be limited to an innovation area. Innovation will always reside individually in each and every one of the people who are part of the organization. I mean, the innovation area is there to coordinate, to um, be inspiring and to really to encourage everyone's participation. They should uh, be leading the process, but they should not be exclusively part of the process. Julieta, did you want to add anything to that? From uh, the internal point of view, I agree with Vicente. Uh, even we have uh, no innovation department, I think is innovation is something that needs to be uh, extensively considered uh, in the entire organization. It's not something for a specific department that have to take care of innovation. innovation they, of course, uh, now there is the innovation, uh, the chief innovation officer that need to uh, coordinate this process, but innovation is something for the entire organization. We are thinking about innovation of product, but also innovation of process, internal process is very important in our, in our organization. Yeah, both uh, Vicente and you uh, emphasize that innovation and good ideas can come from anywhere in the organization. I think that's really important. A lot of uh, people have this idea that you have to uh, know how to code or know how to, you know, have a computer science degree in order to innovate. But it's really about the idea and bringing the right people together. So I thought that uh, was a really good point that you highlighted. Um, one other way to innovate is also to partner with other companies. And I know, uh, uh, Julieta, you had a, a recent partnership as well. Um, I was hoping you could talk to us a, a little bit about that and, and what's the importance of, you know, partnering when you're not building in-house. Yeah, we recently signed a very interesting partnership in our legal software with a company called Della. And the partnership is about uh, AI uh, contract analytics. So we are combining our uh, um, Legisway product with uh, this uh, technology to offer to our customer uh, a better experience in the, in the contract management uh, activity using uh, uh, Legisway and LAI together. They, they, our customer can automate the contract review process uh, and this is a great opportunity for uh, streamline the uh, legal department work 
in one of their uh, core activity, that is contract management. Uh, why partnership are important? Partnership are important, first of all, because sometimes they can help us in uh, uh, bringing the innovation uh, in the market more fast, in a more fast way, very quickly. Uh, but uh, not only for that, I think that uh, uh, especially with the technological innovation that we see today, there are uh, um, really uh, a small company with a very uh, uh, well-developed skill and competence in some specific area that we can benefit. So the combination of our solution with this uh, expertise uh, uh, can make the success in the can make the success in the in the market. Great, thank you. And um, with that, I, I would like to switch gears a little bit and talk about being future ready, thinking about the future. Um, so when you do have uh, time to uh, reflect and continue to learn, uh, would love to hear um, from both of you, are there any uh, books or podcasts or resources that you would recommend uh, for folks looking to make sure that they're continuing to learn and develop their skills as well? But uh, I think that uh, in this period of uh, no, uh, fast, uh, uh, fast evolution of market of technology is crucial to stay updated, to stay informed in line with the new trend. But I have to say that is in the same time uh, quite challenging and difficult, and on the other side is very easy. I'm I'm, uh, I'm saying that because easy because there are so many um, blog blogs, publications, social media, market reports uh, that you can easily uh, assess to uh, not to have uh, to stay uh, updated and to collect all this information. Uh, I is difficult in the same time because the, there is uh, so many things uh, that so sometimes uh, to select uh, the best uh, is not so so easy. This is one of the reasons why, for example, in here in Italy, we have in one of our uh, um, <coughs> website uh, we organize a section that we called Lawyer 4.0. And uh, is uh, a um, really a kind of summary of the uh, legal tech evolution for the legal market uh, is one of the most successful section because it's a combination of you can find everything, you can have a high level information, but of course you have all the, uh, the information in case you want to go more in depth with uh, this information. From a personal point of view, I normally follow the most famous website like the Bowman Brogi Law website or the Law Technology Today and others. But I think, uh, uh, I think also in other robotics Kluver country, we have this uh, uh, specific product, uh, product or solution that help also our customer to stay up to date with the legal tech trend. Uh, on top of that, we normally organize meeting, event, uh, very important and famous event uh, on uh, legal tech uh, market. Well, I fully share what uh, what Julieta is saying. Uh, I think that brilliant and inspiring initiatives are normally sourced from different places. That's clear. And I think, first of all, as you were saying, it's important to have a close contact with customers. And I would say that this customer intimacy as such is the first and most important way to be high on the wave of what is happening. 
And other sources, as, as Julieta was also mentioning, are events, congresses, articles, social network posts, interviews with legal tech gurus, books. In fact, I have just finished reading Richard Saskin's Tomorrow's Lawyer and Online Courts, which I, which I have enjoyed a great deal. So I think these are many sources. I would say that not only personally, but I think it's also important to be surrounded by the best people in your organization, by really talented people, and try to organize several topical observatories uh, within the organization to really get the pulse of what is happening in the market. Uh, I think it's not only you, but you should also trust on others to really get that information and to be brief on what is happening. It is impossible to get all this information um, uh, yourself. Uh, Vicente and Julieta, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast and speaking with us today. Uh, both of uh, you have uh, given us a lot to think about and thanks again for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Are You Future Ready podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode and make sure to subscribe to our Walters Kluwer channel on SoundCloud.